0: Good morning, great morning, happy people. It is a great morning to be alive. Don't let anybody tell you that it's not. I think that sometimes when we wake up in the morning and we think about what we went to bed with the night before and it may have been something that was negative, it was. It could have even been a painful thing. I think sometimes we think that the next day when we wake up, we think that we should live off of yesterday's emotions, yesterday's disappointments, and although they may not have went away, we still need to fight for our peace, because I will say it again and again and again, Jesus left his peace here for you and for me, and I, to me in my mind, that is means the world to me. That is so important because it lets us know that Jesus, he already knew that we were going to have things that will come up that will be painful and hurtful. But he said in my spiritual mind, I just believe that he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you my peace. I'm going to leave my peace here with you so that when things come up, which they're supposed to come up because negativity is a part of life. Jesus said, I'm not going to have you down there to suffer alone. I am going to leave for you my peace. And so I have had to learn through fighting for my peace what it really means to grab a hold of the peace of God. And sometimes that means that you literally may have to change just even your posture you may even have to ask God to change your facial expressions so that you can get into a place and just become you get into a place to where it is a habit for you to bounce back and say God I receive your peace I normally would have been upset about this and let this bother me but God know I received the peace your son Jesus left here for me so I am very big on peace Because a person cannot minister to you about something that they have not went through. And I have had to fight for my peace. For the last 10 to 12 years, I have had to fight for my peace. I have had to sit and say, God, I choose to believe that you have something greater. I choose to believe. I started envisioning myself waking up in the morning. And knowing what it was like, I started thinking about what it would feel like to wake up in the morning and just be happy to just have peace in my mind, peace in my heart. And that didn't and I had to begin to realize that that didn't mean that everything was going to be a okay. Everything wasn't going to be okay on my job, in my family, in my relationship with my son, at the daycare. When you go to the grocery stores, things were going to happen. I had to begin to believe that. God knows he already knew that in this life we were going to have to suffer but I had to start believing that yes those things were going to be there but because Jesus left his peace I'm going to be all right and so this morning I just want to tell you piggyback off of that and tell you that God's not going to let you be put to shame you may have been believing God for a lot of things You may have been in some places and had your plan together and thought everything was going to go as as you had put down on paper, but something happened. There was a glitch. Something didn't fit over here. Oh, you thought you needed to get blue, but you should have got red. And so now you're thinking, oh my God, (coughs) you're thinking, oh my God, this, what am I going to do? What are the people, what will the people say? What will my family say? I can't show up. Have cocked. I can't show up not ready. Let me tell you, God's not going to let you be put to shame. I think about over in the word of God, when Jesus turned water into wine, he did not let them be put to shame. And let me tell you what my, because I listen, I listen and I study and I read and I ask questions. And so in my research, in my hearing and in my studying, I find out that when Jesus, the place where he turned water into wine, was a place called Cana. And in that place, there were no grapes that grew there, only olives. And so in a place where they had ran out of wine, there were no grapes. There were no fermented grapes, only olives. So the fact that Jesus was able to turn water into wine, give them what they needed in a place Where there was no grapes to make what they needed. There was only olives that produce oil. Which represents the anointing of God. To me that is profound. To me that just says to me that God is just. His son is just a miracle working kind of God. And let me say. Because he is. He's not going to let you be put to shame. You may be in a situation. And you're looking around like. What I need is in another city. What I need is in another state. What I need is over at Big Mama's house. What I need is down to the church. But let me tell you, Jesus has what you need right there where you are. You got to, you have to sometimes also use what you got. You got to kind of, you know, um, I want to be nice when I say this. You know how we, the term we use, you know, the N word. You got to in word some stuff and rig it and put it together. You got to make things work. And then you also sometimes you have to stand back and let Jesus do what he's going to do to perform that miracle in your life. So let me just say, he's not going to let you be put to shame. He's going to take away the shame of your former youth. Not only is he not going to let you be put to shame now, but he's not going to let you be put to shame and your reputation be marred and scarred because of something that you did in your past, because of a a mistake that you made in your past. I am so in love with my Savior. I love him because I was telling somebody yesterday that I don't know how everybody else thinks But for me, when I have prayed to God for something for years and it didn't look like it was going to happen... You put the numbers down on paper and the the numbers don't add up. And then you go back and six months pass and the same thing. You go back, you get your little book out and you write your numbers down and things still don't add up. And you get frustrated and you close that book up and you say, God, why? How come you won't let the numbers add up? You know what I need to do. God, why won't you let them call? God, why won't you let them send me the email? Let me tell you something. God knows just exactly what he's doing. And when you pray for something for so long, and then God just begins to let that thing unfold. For me, that is God saying to me, all them years you prayed, I heard you. Sometimes I know you thought that I didn't hear you, but I heard you. Let me show you that I heard you. That lets me know that he thought enough of me. Even when I was praying, he still was saying, I'm not doing anything right now, but I hear your prayers and I'm going to do it in my timing that lets me know that he loves me so let me just tell you he's not going to let you be put to shame he's not those children that you reared to walk in the will and the plan of God that took a wrong turn and the the town is talking oh everybody's talking oh she thought she was this oh he thought he was that oh he was down at the church every Sunday and look at them grown kids look at what they did God's not going to let you be put to shame you took that spouse back. And let me tell you this. <clears throat> it's not always about the male being unfaithful. I could tell you stories or I could tell you a story where the shoe was on the other foot. It was it was the woman was the one who was the one that was out there cheating. And you took her back and you took him back and you kept taking him back and you kept saying, God, it's my marriage. I'm going to trust you. You're going to fix it. And then it didn't turn out the way that you wanted. Some marriages just do not work out. But God's not going to let you be put to shame. He's going to pour back into you everything. Them hard-headed children pulled out of you selfishly. He's going to pour it back in there. The sleepless nights that you had not knowing when that wife was coming home. You're sitting up wondering, why does she go take a bath and... Put on her cute little dress that we normally only wear when we go to the movies. And why does she decide to get up and leave and go over to our sister's house at 730 at night and leave me here with the kids? Why is it that when I call her mama, her mama said, oh, I haven't talked to her all day long. God's not going to let you be put to shame. He's not going to. If you've been praying and seeking the Lord, if you've been putting him first, he's not going to let you be put to shame. Because he is that kind of loving God. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ, now is the time, now is the moment. Say, God, I need a Lord and a Savior. I don't know what that's like. I've never felt it, but I just, I I know I need something different in my life. I need a Lord and a Savior. And Lord, I believe that your son Jesus was real, that he lived, that he hung on the cross, that he died, and the blood that he shed, he shed it for me. He shed it for the world's sins. And he died so that I would have peace and joy down here on earth. And I wanna be saved. If you said those few words and you repeated it and you believe it and you trust God, you are saved now. But let me tell you this, it doesn't stop there. You can't continue to live like you wanna live. You gotta get into the word of God. You gotta get around some some seasoned saints who can help you walk this walk. You cannot do it alone. You cannot say, I'm not going to have anybody that I tell my problems to. The devil is a liar. I'm so tired of people saying, Well, my business is my business. Well, I'm not going to get counseling from nobody because they got problems too. You are a hard headed, you are an ignorant person if you think that. Because why else would God create and design and purpose leaders? You just have to pray and ask God to show you who is the right person for you to get up under. So this person can help you be held accountable. Somebody that you call on and say, I think I'm slipping. I think I'm falling. I think I want to go back over to that place that God delivered me from. I think I want to call them. I think I want to text them. You need to get around some people who are going to say, uh-uh. God brought you out of that. You're saved. Now you're studying his word. You have a purpose and a plan and a passion for your life. I'm not going to let you go back. I'm going to pray you through this. I'm so tired of people being lost saying that old saying, well, can't nobody tell me nothing because everybody got faults and flaws. And then what you get is everybody's in the same boat of sin. Nobody's making nobody be held accountable. Nobody's going to to the person saying, you know brother, I see that you know you're not in church like you used to be. Well sister, I see that you know uh, you're spending too much time with Brother Tom what what's, what's happening what's you're married, Nobody's making anybody be held accountable and I'm sick of it. So if you have not surrendered your life to Christ, you better surrender your life to Christ. Don't try to get ready. You better be ready because you don't want to get caught slipping. I love you. This is coming from a loving place. I can go from 1 to 1000 in just a matter of moments because I'm tired of seeing God's people suffer by the wayside. I'm tired of seeing the unsaved stay unsaved because we that that the ones that are saved, we're not Helping them the way that we should help them. We sit back and we say, well, I'm just going to let them come to me. Sometimes it's okay to pray and say, God, show me how to go to to them. And when you go in the right spirit at the right time, God will let you be successful. I love you better, greater. It is sooner, not later. Please pass (coughs) this podcast to two people that need God's encouragement. They need to hear his words of love. They need to hear his words of peace being spoken over them. You guys have a blessed day today and do something for somebody that you know stands in the need of a blessing. Until next time, bye-bye.